hello guys <laughs> i am kole doye oluwabumi udemobong your host on the healthy living with you the podcast welcome to season two episode three of the podcast and thank you guys for the feedbacks on previous episodes earlier today the 15th of october 2020 we recorded our first 1.1k total plays and it's been a day of celebrating our milestone <laughs> milestones right and um i just want to say a very big thank you to everyone out there who has taken his or her time to listen to what i put out every week and digest it and even share it with um friends families and fellow connections i do appreciate and um the journey so far has been an amazing one and i also want to say thank you once again for your support and consistency thank you guys i am grateful so on today's conversation we are going to be having a very interesting conversation around the human papilloma virus the human papilloma virus and it's actually shortened as the HPV. So you hear people talk about HPV and some people just mention HPV. They don't even know the full meaning of what the HPV means. Now, we are going to have a guest who will be answering all our questions regarding the HPV. Questions like what the HPV is all about um what are the signs and symptoms of the virus what um how is the viral infection contracted from persons to persons and if this viral infection has any cure any treatment how is it managed how is it prevented and so on and so forth so our guests on today's episode will be answering all our questions on the HPV. But before we proceed with the conversation, I would love to introduce my guest, our guest. Our guest is by the name Fola Shade Akinyemila. Fola is a Nigerian UK-based registered nurse. She has clinical experience spanning six years two continents and two specialties that's the cardiology and the oncology specialties she is a member of the united kingdom oncology nursing society and presently an oncology advanced nurse practitioner in the nhs in her spare time she volunteers with the cancer research united kingdom she also professional professionally writes edits cvs for people and delivers healthcare tips which mostly borders on preventive rather than treatment or management measures 
for last hobbies include loving a cute husband and traveling around whenever a schedule can afford one. Join me as we continue with this conversation. Stay tuned. Joining my podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And how is Germany today? Yeah, Germany is fine. Okay. Yeah, and now is the UK. Uh, We're just here. Is it cold there? (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. We're starting to get into winter though, so yeah. Okay. All right then. Just that. So um, (laughs) surrounding the topic on the HPV, which is the human papilloma virus. Yes. Yeah. So we have so many questions here. And um, <laughs> although, <laughs> although I'm really familiar with the questions and answers, but yeah. um, my audience would, who, um, for the purpose of my listeners, and obviously mm. I am doing them, so I would be asking quite a number of questions here to you. Ooh, I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we just start. My first question to you will be the HPV. Everybody knows HPV, 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 but they don't yeah, really true. know what HPV is all about. So the, yeah. what would you say is HPV? It's a group of viral infections that mostly affect the mucous membrane, sort of like, say, the vagina or like the vulva area, the moist part of the body system. Um, say the henus, the penile area, the throat sometimes. And um, yeah, there are quite a lot of strains of HPV as well. We have about 40 research strains of HPV, I believe. Um, Although some studies say there are about 100. But uh, the recent study we did while we're having some classes in um, cancer, systemic cancer therapy, says there were about 40 strains of HPV. Uh, that affects people and usually it's not a problem to be honest um, especially in men but for women it becomes a problem if left untreated Hmm. okay that's sounding quite interesting so (laughs) what are the likely (laughs) symptoms of an HPV infection Uh, that's the funny thing there's usually no symptoms it's yeah it's quite it's quite um sad should i say sad or unfortunate that there's really (laughs) that there's really yeah there's really no symptoms to be honest but then that's why we have the cervical screening which i hope we'll still get to during the course of this talk and that's why we have the cervical screening so you're able to pick up on those things if there's any change whatsoever in your body system like your reproductive organs obviously um but Although there are no symptoms, you could, there are some things you could pick up that something is not right and could be leading signs or leading symptoms to you. Just knowing that you probably have what we call genital warts. Uh, it's not HPV diagnosis, so to say. It's, you can't diagnose the HPV, but you can only like, because it causes a lot of things such as genital warts, cervical cancer, you know, could lead to lots and lots of things. Or you can like pinpoint that okay, this is what has been this has been this is what has been caused, but it's not saying that it is 
you're diagnosing HPV if you get what I mean. I don't know if I'm making sense. Like you can't yes, diagnose you, you can't diagnose the HPV as HPV with any signs or symptoms you have, to be honest. But you can say, Oh, I've got signs of genital wax, which is most often times, like nine out of ten times, is caused by an HPV strain. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. signs and things of, of that could include like pinkish cauliflower kind of um, lumpy appearance in say your vulva. Remember we said it was the moist part of the system, like the yeah. more common part of the body system. So you could find sort of like a pinkish swelling, lumpy growth, say in your vulva. You know, it looks really unattractive. Like it's, it's you know, some lump come say cervical, not cervical, say like breast lump, most of them comes like, um, it's, it's concave, you know, it has a shape mm-hmm. for the lumps, yeah. but for this genital wart, it's not, it doesn't really have a shape, it's like an amoebic kind of shape, it's all over the place, it's not hexagonal, it's just all over the place, and just right at the center of it, you see sort of like, um, you know, this indented marks, that comes on skin could be there. You could see those intent, indented marks. So right. now picture that. Yeah, like, thank you. Now picture that in, say, your vulva or anus or, you know, where it could be. So that could tell you, oh, this is genital what? This is something that needs to be checked out. So that's, and it's most often painless as well. So it's kind of difficult to diagnose. It's kind of difficult to say this is the signs and symptoms unless you're paying attention which is what we're clamoring for, unless you're paying attention to your body system. But sometimes you could actually get, like, say, bleeding during sexual mm-hmm. intercourse, not post-coital, but during sexual intercourse, you find out you're bleeding, which is probably from the friction on the warts that has been there during the intercourse. So, yeah. Okay. That could so be a you already, All right. So you already answered the third question, which I was going to ask. Oh, I, I did. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. And okay. <laughs> so I will just move to how it's, it's been spread. Oh, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, is, am I making this interesting or is it so one bump for you? <laughs> no, 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 I'm actually enjoying every bit of it. Like it's Okay, I'm trying to... Genital what? So okay. I was so happy when you mentioned it, and I was like, okay, I don't need to ask this question anymore. Oh, good, because <laughs> that's like one of the most like that's one of the most yeah. common, and that's what you can actually pin point on most of the time. And I'm trying not to be too medical. I'm not. I'm trying not to use a lot of medical terms. I'm actually not using medical terms. I just want to like because of the audience. I want to make it as layman as much as possible. Mm-hmm. If you get yeah. what I mean. Sorry, what yeah. was the question you asked again? Yeah, so the HPV, how is it spread from one person oh, this, to the other? Okay, spread of HPV from one person to the other. Uh, most commonly, it's a sexually transmitted thing. Mm-hmm. That's like the easiest and the most common way to contract it. And, you know, naming all type of sex, oral, anal, vagina, whatever thing you can imagine that sex that includes you bringing your skin in close contact to another person's skin. Yeah. Picture that. It's like you're bringing two moist environment together. One is the carrier of this thing. Like one is the breeder of this thing mm-hmm. and you're bringing, you're introducing it to another moist environment, say another mucous membrane. So you're introducing a penis, which is a mucous membrane 
to mm-hmm. uh, which has mucous membrane and carries the HPV to mm-hmm. a vagina which does not have the HPV but has a moist environment that the HPV can thrive in. Or picture you putting a penis or a vagina in a mouth, which are two moist organs, like moist mm-hmm. membranes, like easy spread of this thing very fast. Mm-hmm. So it's usually sexually transmitted most of the time. And non-sexual is skin to skin, skin to skin. Say, I don't know, um, you've got skin warts, not genital warts now. You get in close contact with another person's skin. But the good thing is it's not transmitted through bodily fluids. So you can French kiss someone that's got them, but you're not going to get it if you get what I mean. Okay. So it's not transmitted through through bodily con- um, through um, bodily fluids, but from skin to skin contact. Ah, okay. So um, how about um, sweat? Like when one sweats and no, you so thought... s- no. So sweat is a bodily fluid. Is not skin to skin. So someone is sweating, you touch them with your palm. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're gonna get the words. Okay. Because your right. skin, your skin is not in close contact with that person's skin. Like the mucous ben- membrane part of your skin, the palm mm-hmm. doesn't have mucous membrane on the plain part of it. So you're not gonna get that from sweat. Oh. Right. And the transmission, the cells, the, the the particular thing that carries this viral infection is not in the bodily fluid, is not in the sweat, is not in the vagina, um, I'm sorry, is not in the saliva, but it's basically mm. on that particular skin part of it, like the cell, the, the tissue, the, like the cell part of it, the foundational cell basal, like the basal cell part of it. That's where it is. Mm. Am I making okay. sense? Yes, you are making a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just imagining everything. Like I guess how you're saying it. I'm trying to like imagine it with my head, and okay, you know, a lot of sense. And okay. I'm sure my listeners too will agree to that. I so, hope. <laughs> um, how yeah, how serious is the HPV infection? I know it's a lot serious. When okay. Mm-hmm. Considering the fact that it could lead, not always, but it could lead to cervical cancer, not just cervical cancer, it could lead to pharyngeal cancer. We've got quite a couple of patients. Um, I've got quite a couple of clients that at the end of the day, we found out that they've got oropharyngeal cancer and they were from um, people that were not diagnosed with HPV, but that were diagnosed with genital what? So, considering the fact that it could cause head and neck cancer, such as oropharyngeal cancer, inner cancer, cervical cancer, which is like one of the most common cancers we're getting now, um, I would say it's considerably serious, to be honest. Yeah. And with the fact that it, it's, it's not curable. So, I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty serious. You know, it's pretty serious. It's not curable, it's treatable, but not curable because it's a viral infection. And like we all know, viruses are pretty much crazy. They have yes. a mind of their own. You can't, you can't cure them. 
Mm-hmm. Unstoppable. You have to manage manage them. Yeah, you can only manage them. And when they feel like they're done, that's when they can like say, okay, I'm done. Viral course is over. Yeah, I can leave. But before leave. then, no one is sending them away. So, you know, mm-hmm. I would say it's considerably serious. Yeah. So um, how can an individual get tested for HPV? <sighs> Unfortunately, again. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there is no, there is no, um, how would I say it? There is no specific blood test that has been said, oh, this is an HPV blood test, or this is a test. This is a test for HPV. What we can only do here is we can try to, you, you, you you are a medical lab scientist, I believe. We can only try to do, yeah, we can only try to, um, understand the cellular um, changes that happens, which can be done mm-hmm. via cervical screening. So we take a bit, of your, a bit of the cells from your cervix and we run this on that, I don't know the medical laboratory part. I only get the results. <laughs> yeah, histological, yeah. I can only yeah. read the result. Run it, they run through the test and we're able mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is the changes that have occurred. This is what this change looks like. This is what normal should be. This is what this this is what you're leaning towards. This is suggestive suggestive of say a cervical cancer or say a benign tumor. Um, so we'll try to run some other investigations to know that you don't carry an HPV um, HPV inside a strain inside of you. So, you know, there is not like a concrete blood test that could be run yeah. to say you've got HPV, you've not got HPV, to be honest. Yeah, so, okay. yeah it's all boys down to individual. Okay, so um, HPV, does it cause cancer? Yeah, totally. It's one of, sure. currently, right now, it's one of the leading causes of cervical cancer. cervical cancer. And cervical cancer is fast becoming one of the you know, leading cancers we have. And one of, because it's not picked up on really quickly, by the time we pick up on it, it's probably in stage three type A or stage four. And by the time you get to know, it's already like gone far beyond what you can actually like handle. So it's, it's, the prognosis is not very wonderful just because we don't pick up on it really quickly, which means it's not a good thing to have to be honest and Mm -hmm. that is why cervical screening like i'm an advocate of cervical screening gets your cervix checked out every three years it should be one of the things a woman should not do without Mm. i should add that to my next um to my next maybe you're the one who is gonna take us through that i don't know but oh okay (laughs) i'll add that to the future um recording <laughs> so yeah. really when we say when we say how is it diagnosed i would just say through cervical screening i know i'm not particularly talking about the men because let's be honest with ourselves you know you know just like tb there are some people that carries tb but they don't fall sick with tuberculosis yeah and they are patent carriers they can spread it out to people infect other people but they do not even show the signs and symptoms of tb they are not their performance zero. zero you know such yeah. is men. that does that is what hpv is to men 
and we and to women so for men most of them about i'm not gonna say the statistics because i don't, really do not have the factual statistics but most of the men are carriers of the hpv especially uncircumcised men because it does hide in moist environments which uncircumcised men usually have and these men really have poor hygienic like they are poor hygiene to be honest they don't really wash you know that part very well come up mm -hmm. i don't know if like you... like the, like the women. <laughs> yeah it's, that's the part yeah. like they're not yeah. so they're um, not so particular about, about that yeah that's you true. know and they can actually carry the hpv within them without actually showing although it doesn't have symptoms or signs but mm -hmm. it doesn't affect them unlike the women Although currently we're finding out that it's starting to affect some few men, but it's not as much as the numbers of women we have that it affects. So when those men come in close contact with those women, they get the, the, virus, the virus strain the man has been carrying all about without causing him stress. They get it. And two, three years down the line, they're already declining towards the line of having cervical cancer, genital wart, you know, a lot of all the things could be coming up, pelvic inflammatory disease, you know, these things could lead mm -hmm. to a whole bunch of things in their body system. So, which is why it's very important to have the cervical screening because it's such a, it's such, it's one thing, it's the one thing that can tell you, not particularly tell you that you have HPV, but I can mm -hmm. tell you, okay, you have one of the things that HPV could potentially cause which could be say genital wax, which could be cervical cancer, which could be benign growth, you know, a lot of things in your cervix. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I hope that answered the question. Yeah, it does answer it. So, a treatment okay. or cure for HPV. There are no treatments, <laughs> but there it can be managed. There, 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 are loads, there are loads of treatments, but it's not curable. It's treatable, yeah, it's but not curable. Yeah, yeah. That part, I like, like, yeah. it can only be yes. managed. It can be managed, but not curable, you know? Um, so basically, what did I... When we're talking about the management, um, it's basically like symptomatic management. You get what I mean? Like you have a symptom, we treat that symptom, but it's not like particularly um, curable. And like I said, it depends on your immune system as well yeah that's it your immune system because it's a viral it's a viral infection it's gonna run its course but how far how far does how much longer this course is going to be depends on mm -hmm. one your immune system mm -hmm. secondly your personal hygiene thirdly have you been vaccinated against hpv you know so these three things, and then if you get signs and symptoms, say um, the genital wart, there are some, say, um, creams they can use to just relieve you from, it's not painful anyway, it's quite painless, mm -hmm. but there are some things that could be used, say, like um, steroidal creams, you know, um, that are safe, that could be prescribed for you to manage the symptoms you get from mm -hmm. those things, but it's not curable. And if your doctor thinks, oh, he or she needs, antiretroviral medication say antiretroviral therapy they could give that to you and if this hpv has resulted into you getting cervical cancer we start the process of um radiotherapy say chemotherapy we could do what we call brachiotherapy which is like 
um, regional radiotherapy, sort of like it's it's a focused radiotherapy. So we focus radio, like radioactive lights mm -hmm. towards the vagina. Just so it's not like we're not going to expose your whole body to this radiotherapy. We only expose the, the cervix to the radiotherapy to sort of kill the cells down there. And then we can, if we see that it's not really particularly working, we could probably go into surgery. So we could, like we've done for a couple of people, we could like take off the part of the service that have been affected Perfect. and do sort of like a rec reconstruction to, you know, create another cervix, which is a lot of work, trust me. And it's not as attractive as the one that was there. Sorry for the vivid imagination. Mm. Um, and then we could go one towards chemotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> we could go towards chemotherapy and immunotherapy which mm -hmm. you might run for most part of your years or some biological agents so you know it's it depends on the strain of hpv you get and what it has resorted into so if it has resorted into say cervical cancer we'll go through the part i just said if it's mm -hmm. resorted into genital warts we'll manage genital warts like we normally mm -hmm. do and but it will still reoccur. That's the problem. It reoccurs, and thankfully, if the cervical cancer is caught early on, you could go into remission for the rest of your life, and you'll be fine. But not everyone is that lucky. Yeah. So speaking about vaccination, what is the mm. vaccine, and um, the kind of people that are eligible for that, like the age and all of that for both male and female okay um before i go to that i would just like to really reiterate the fact that mm -hmm. for hpv we're very particular about prevention rather mm -hmm. than treatment yeah. mm -hmm. so we're very okay i personally let me say hi personally i'm very particular about the prevention rather than the treatments. And for the prevention, I like to tell people you need to get vaccinated and we'll come into that in a minute. Vaccination is very important. I don't want to hear that you're 25, you're female, you're having sex regularly or irregularly and you're not, you're not vaccinated. I do not want to hear it. That pisses me off, you know. Secondly, good hygiene. Good hygiene is very, very important. If, you are, if you're very particular about your hygiene as a woman, You'll be able to know, okay, something is wrong with me. My vagina discharge is way too much this month. Um, I'm itchy way too much. Uh, something is wrong somewhere. You would know because your hygiene is good, you know? Mm -hmm. Douching, I've had a lot of women doubt. Like, I don't know, why would, 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 you, would you do that to yourself? When you take away the pH of your vagina, it's pretty easy for you to catch anything these men are bringing. Exactly. And I know, yeah, I know we're in a world where we say everybody is free to do whatsoever they want with their body, which is pretty good. But please stop having two, three sexual partners at a time, especially the ones you can't actually ascertain where they have been, you know. And if you're going to do that, practice safe sex. It's very, very important, you know, like mm -hmm. safe sex is really important. I'm saying this to the audience, it's really, really important we stick to these things. And regular cervical screening should be done. If you, the first time you should do a, a pap smear is when you're 25 or before you start having sex. So let's say you are about to start having sex. Early sex is not really advisable, to be honest, but I'm not going to even go into that. 
But if you're going to say having sex before you're 25, say you're 23, 24, I would advise you get a pap smear. For a 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, they might not do a pap smear. But if we're 22, 23, 24, 25, they would do a pap smear. So do a pap smear. Know what is, what is going on with you. And you get your pap smear done regularly every three years. So you're able to pick up if anything changes from your, cell, from your cells, your, vagina, your cervical cells, at any point, you know? Yeah, they'll be able to trace it. Exactly. We'll be able to trace it and know what is going on immediately. So basically for the vaccine, which is like one of the like the top most vaccination is really important. Uh, it should really, ideally, it should be between the ages of 9 to 15. So here in the UK, the girls get um, get vaccinated while they're in school from the ages of 9 to 15. Um, say per adventure, you now did not get vaccinated, especially those of us that grew up in, excuse me, that grew up in Nigeria. We didn't get vaccinated at that age. I started my vaccination when I was 20, 23. Yeah, when I was 23 and I realized I was actually going to get, you know, sexually active. Yeah. I started my vaccination and over the course of that, the first vaccination, because I was already past the age of 15, I had to take three boosters. If you're between the ages of 9 to 15, you just have to take boost, two boosters, which is first one at the point of contact. Like the first time you go in for your vaccination, you get mm -hmm. that one. And the second, which is also the last one between the ages of 9 to 15, you get, two, um, you get 6 to 12 months after your initial point of contact vaccination. So you can... You can get it, you can get the second booster, which is also the last one between six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve months after your first one. But for me, I had to get three, which was at the point of contact, two months after the first point of contact, and six months after the second point of contact. Do you get that? Yes, I so do. the first one was first of fourth point of contact, which is say March. I got the first booster and two months after the initial point of contact, which is uh, March, April, May, mm -hmm. I got the second one in May. And then um, six months after, after May, which is June, July, August, September, June, July, August, September, October, November, which was in mm -hmm. November. You get mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So I had three boosters of HPV injected. And it's here in the UK, if you're between the ages of nine to 24, it's free. But once you get to the age of 25, it's not free anymore. I think it's also for from European countries okay. as well. Countries. For Nigeria, I'm not particularly sure about that. I think it's I think it's mostly you have to pay to have it. Mm -hmm. So but I don't know how much they have to pay. But then it's really important you have this. So when you have it, it covers about 25% of the strains of kind of the strains of HPV we have, which covers about 14 HPV causing, um, 14 cancer causing HPV strains. So, which is like a lot, mm -hmm. you know? So you, you can't get, you're not, you're not going to be exposed to all of the strains. So it covers most of the ones that are most common. So you would be fine. You feel safe in yourself now you've been vaccinated against this thing, against this menace, you know? That's a good one. So, yes. 
yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, although there's a limit to the age you can get to say, and the limit is age 45 for women and for men. I'm not particularly sure about the men, but I do know boys get start, gets they start their vaccination at the age of 11 for men for boys, but I'm not sure of how long it lasts for them and what age they stop it at. Okay. And it's pretty much, it's it's small needle. It's a really small needle injection. You wouldn't even feel it. It just goes in and comes out and oh. you're fine. Uh, I, I, for me, I prefer needles to drugs. Just, just. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, just convert <laughs> the drugs to fluid and pack it through my, through the needle. Yeah. I'm good with it. But taking yeah, the drugs is out of it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's totally out of it, honestly. Yeah, so um, one very important question I would love to ask is okay. does HPV or genital what affect fertility yeah. or pregnancy in women? Uh, thankfully, like that's like the bright green, uh, is it bright green lights or bright lights or shining star? It doesn't really. But because it's sexually transmitted and if left untreated, it becomes something we call the pelvic inflammatory disease, mm. which affects your reproductive organs. So say if you get, a gen- you get recurrent genital warts and you do not treat this genital warts, before you know it, you get a strain, which we call the HSV, which causes the genital apis. Mm-hmm. You get the apis. And before you know it, you're, you're gathering a collection of sexually transmitted diseases gonorrhea all of these things is like their family members their cousins they call to themselves oh there's a fish down here do you want to come hit over at for last place you know <laughs> vagina in quotes <laughs> so they sort of like come each one comes in takes their food mm-hmm. and sort of like build a nest in there like oh mm-hmm. i'll just build a small that visitor's room a small visitor's apartment yeah here just so if there's a chance for me to come back, I'll just pop in again, mm-hmm. have a visit and all of that. So by the time this community of cousins start coming over, having their meals, having their apartments down there, mm-hmm. it becomes a collection of infection, we would call an inflammatory disorder, which we call the pelvic inflammatory disease. And before you know it, your reproductive organs are affected. So ultimately could lead to infertility, but originally HPV, does not really affect we have women that give birth with genital warts although they could cause their children having getting blind having been born with blindness when they pass through the vagina tract and they, they're exposed to the genital warts they could develop um throat infection which ultimately could stop them from breathing mm-hmm. um if not treated but over overall generally hpv shouldn't or doesn't cause um for infertility but over time if left untreated and results to all the STDs could lead to infertility hmm. I am giving you a standing ovation the way you treated this topic I, one could identify <laughs> that you have a passion for this <laughs> I I actually do which is why I'm in oncology and why I I am mostly um, fixated on breast 
Savicon, long cancer, yeah, to be honest. I actually love the so, way you treated it yeah. and you broke everything down. Oh, thank you. The layman, using the thank layman you. I was dress. trying <laughs> I, I was trying not to use a lot of um, you know, um, what is it called? Medical yeah. terminology. <laughs> Yeah. So um before I let you out and um Okay. You are um for the purpose of my audience who would love to reach out to you if need be, how can they reach you? On what social media platform are you most active on and how can they contact you? Get in touch. Oh wonderful. (laughs) Okay. And they can get in touch with me on Facebook. Uh um, no, it's restricted to friends, but they can send me a message if they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the name is Folasha Diakiemi La. Um, so yeah, they can get in touch with me on there, or they could get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm quite active on Twitter. Um, Noskanko on Twitter. So yeah, they could get in touch with me via those two platforms. For mm-hmm. Twitter, it's basically like everyone can get in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, for Facebook, you can send me a message. I'll always see a message request. Um, but my um, but it's not like my page is a public page. It's not public. Yeah. But if yeah, but I can always answer anybody's question on those two platforms. And you could also contact me on Instagram if you want to. Um, Nonskanko to on Instagram. Oh. All there for to answer all of your questions all if right. need be. Okay, so I would just attach all your social media platforms to <laughs> <laughs> the usernames and everything. I will attach it to the description of this episode. And so when readers come across it, they would avail themselves the opportunity to reach out when necessary. Okay, that's all right. right. No worries. Yeah, I'm so, 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 so grateful for this episode. And most in particular, oh, thank you. I'm happy that I was able to have this with you. Like you were the best choice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm really glad you really you really invited me. Like I'm really really glad. And sorry it took me a long a lot a lot of time to get here, but because you know a lot of things have been really crazy. And there's no, year, so. no problem. I perfectly understand yeah. it's life. Thank you so much. Yeah, so do have. A <laughs> thank you so much. Do have a great and you evening. Too. Thank you. And you yeah. too. Thank you so much for today. Yeah. All right. Bye. Have a good evening. And you Bye. too. Bye. Hope you were able to grasp one or two new knowledge from our conversation thus far. And um, is there any question? you have or any comment suggestion or whatever you need to reach out to me for please feel free to do so via my gmail and also feel free to send the voice notes to me and i will respond at my earliest convenience right so Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening from. And don't forget to also drop a nice review, a very sweet review, right? (laughs) Thank you. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Feel free to share, like whatsoever platform you're listening from. Share with friends, share with family, share with your network, share with 
everyone who can get value or new knowledge from this particular episode everyone needs to listen to it because you would get something new from this episode and it's this topic is a very important topic for everybody so yeah feel free to share to every one of your friends loved ones network community and so on and so forth and thank you guys for listening until i come your way next week please stay healthy and stay safe once again i'm your host kaledui uluwabumi and see you next week bye